All right, what's up, everyone? We got a new episode of Sports Harder coming to you live on this Friday evening. We are excited about having another episode again. And well, well, I think we got a lot of echo going on here. Yeah, we do. Sorry. No, it's all good. I thought maybe it was on my end. No, <laughs> oh, I had my Bluetooth set up, but it's like not actually. Oh. They powered off for some reason. Give me just a second here. No worries. I don't think we can have a podcast without at least one thing going on. Right? (laughs) I don't know why it's not kicking over to my Bluetooth. This is terrible. Terrible. There we go. Alrighty. Do you think we should start over? You want to just keep it rolling? Let's just go. <laughs> Let's just go. Let's keep, keep it rolling. Uh, all right. So, like I was saying, this is a new episode of Sports Harder. I am your host, Maddie Lukewarm Ice, and my technical difficulty problem co-host is Chris the Gorilla Binder. What's up? Yeah, stupid technology. <laughs> so it's always it's always great when it's working, terrible when it's not. So. Um, we're uh, excited for a new episode tonight. We're going to be talking about uh, NBA. There's been some NBA stuff going down, so that's going to be fun. Uh, the NBA draft happened. Uh, we're going to be talking about NFL, of course, our top five, bottom five. Um, I think we got some new contenders in the MVP race, so that's going to be fun talking about that. And um, we have an exciting announcement for our five listeners that listen um <laughs> we got uh, uh, a special guest so for next friday black friday our uh special guest uh, speaker or whatever you want to call it is going to be coming uh on the, the show with us it's going to be um the guinness uh world record holder for the most funko pops uh Need to make sure I pronounce his last name correctly because I don't want to get it get it wrong for that. But it is Paul Scardino. Uh, so Paul Scardino, he's got a YouTube. Go look it up on his YouTube page. Uh, it's called the Pop Enthusiast, and he has some cool videos on there um, with him interviewing with a lot of people uh, with Bucko. With him being the uh, Guinness World Record holder, Funko Pops uh, kind of gives him the heads up of like new things coming out, and he gets to reveal them and do box openings and everything. So, with him having that, he's a big sports fan. I invited him because I I knew him before he became the Guinness World Record holder, so I invited him to come on the show, and he said that he's going to be a part of it. So, uh, we'll show some of our pops off. 
um, some of our sports ones that we have. Um, I know you have some some Raiders ones. Do you have any other sports ones other than Raiders ones? Or that's about it. Um, so I could show off my wife. She's kind of into it, too. She's got some Packers ones as well. Nice. I, I mean, I got my Rams, of course. Everybody knows I'm a Rams fan, but I also am a huge fan of Michael Jordan, so I have a lot of the Michael Jordan pops as well. So, um, And I wanted to try to get into, like, getting all the NFL ones, but they they just have so many. It's so hard to be able to collect all of those, but – I'm going to try to slowly but surely going forward, maybe build up that collection like a little bit more. So, um, so yeah, so uh, we'll have Paul on the podcast next week. He's going to join us uh, on Skype as well to be able to, uh, you know, ask some questions, talk sports, show off some of his sports pops. Um, I'm going to have to have you try to think of some good interview questions. I'm not really good at that. So maybe <laughs> on, on that on you and, do that <laughs> i'm down for that that i do that for my job so being a supervisor at my company like i have to do interviews and stuff so i'll just ask him why do you want this job why do you think this company is a good fit <laughs> <laughs> totally kidding no i i could throw together some questions so awesome good well i'm so excited well um, before we get into NBA, we always start off with the segment, what's going down, which I wish I could do like a little press, like a little button and play the, um, it's going down for real song. Like it's going down for real. And then the trumpets, I wish I, I need like a soundboard. I just, you know, be able to press all these buttons and then have like, you know, cool segues. Um, but we'll, we'll talk about for what's going down, which was uh, Thursday night football, um, the Cardinals versus the Seahawks. The Seahawks bounced back from losing against the Rams on Thursday night football, and they beat the Cardinals 28-21. to 21. So um, the, the Seahawks are now currently in first place uh, in the division with having that win in the NFC West. Um they're two and two in the division. Um, they lost against us in the Cardinals. Um, so uh, let's see. Yeah, so they're seven and three right now. Uh, the Rams are six and three, and the Cardinals are six and four. So I, I know we were surprised because we both picked the Cardinals to win that game. So what what was it you think that helped uh, helped um, them bounce back? Was it Russell Wilson? And taking care of the ball more, or was it the Cardinals' defense not ready? Like, what 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 stood out to you with them being able to get that win? Uh, I really hate to say it, but the bird game, the zebras, kind of stepped in a little too much, or not enough. Um, like towards <laughs> the end of the game, Kyler Murray hit that pass to uh, Larry Fitzgerald, like he was throwing at Larry Fitzgerald. And then he was throwing at one of his other receivers. I can't remember who it was. It was two passes, like, basically. I think there was, like, one play between them. But both times, the Seahawks defender was draped all over the receiver. Before the ball even got there, they never called it. And, honestly, it, it should have been a pass interference call in the end zone for both of them, which would have put them on the one-yard line, which would have changed the whole outlook of that game. That game probably would have gone into overtime. But I fully expected it to go into overtime. And then when I saw that those weren't getting actually like, wow, that echo. 
Are no. you hearing the echo? No, I'm good. <laughs> okay, just me. But yeah, like uh, it, it just kind of kind of changed the whole theme of the game. And I think the refs have had too much influence really in games where they're not making calls or they're making crappy calls that completely changes the face of the game. Like like last week, the Minka, Fence, Minka Fitzpatrick – or not Minka. Yeah, it was Minka Fitzpatrick. No, Marcus Peters. Marcus Peters. Yeah. That stupid <laughs> interception. Yeah. That stupid interception into a fumble. Like, that was not an interception. Uh, so I think the refs are just kind of deciding games a little too much. Um, I don't know. I don't think it was pass interference on both of those plays, and that would have changed the whole outlook of the game. And it did because they didn't call it. Yeah. So no, it's... I think the Seahawks got away with it. They got away with one. I was going to say, because, I mean, the Seahawks defense has not been showing up this season. And um, I thought Kyler Murray was going to be able to run, like, all over them. Um, I'm trying to find the total rushing yards because I know I saw a stat on, like um, – online that said that they were only held to like a certain amount of rushing yards. I think it was only like 57 rushing yards or something like that. Um, yeah, 57. So it was 57 rushing yards total for the Arizona Cardinals. And usually Murray is over at least 80 yards, you know, rushing, you know. Um, yeah. So, you know, Kyler Murray not being able to get things going, you know, with his legs – um, Dunlap actually like finally showing up. I think he got like two sacks in the game uh, for the Seahawks. So I do I think this is going to propel the Seahawks? No. I, I mean, I, I still think they're not as strong as what their record shows, you know, when it comes to that. So uh, it's, yeah, it's, um, I feel like the Cardinals are still kind of one of the top teams. We had talked about uh, before the podcast started, you know, that it still looks like there's going to be three teams out of that division that make the playoffs, you know. So it's one of the toughest divisions in football. And like you said, no matter who's playing, if it's a divisional game, it's going to be close. Like, you know, it's going to be a hard-fought, you know, uh, victory. So – um, Why do you think the Patriots under Tom Brady struggled against the Dolphins so much? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, well, with with that, uh, with it being the Cardinals and with it being Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson, a lot of people after that hail mary from Kyler Murray, you know, to DeAndre Hopkins in the win against the Bills um, on Sunday that kind of threw Murray into the conversation for MVP and, you know, Russell's kind of been, you know, going more towards, you know, downwards. Um, He's set. I think they said Murray is set right now on pace to be the first player to throw for over 4,000 yards and rush for over a thousand. So he'd be the first player to, to do both of those things. I think is what they said. I don't think there's been any other player to do that. So he's on pace to do that. Now, I mean, Lamar Jackson won the MVP, you know, in my opinion, solely just because of how much he rushed. He broke Michael Vick's record. So if Kyle Murray technically does this, shouldn't he 
you know, be next for MVP with being able to not only pass, but also rush for over a thousand yards. Yeah. Uh, he should definitely be in the talk, but he's still no Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> don't say that too loudly. I don't, I don't want to, uh, you know, Melanie to hear that. Cause you know, then I'll never hear the end of it. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I, I hate saying it, but, that trophy, it, it, we need to just change the name to the Pat Mahomes Award. <laughs> Get rid of the MVP. Just Pat Mahomes Award. Because there, there's nobody like him in the league. So, Well, I mean, if you look at MVP, everyone is always like, what does it mean? Most valuable player. So is it the person that has the best stats? Or is it the person who... If they weren't on that team, that team would be garbage. You know, which yeah. one are which one that's the biggest debate. So which which one do you lean more towards? The person that has the best stats that year, or do you look more so, well, if this person wasn't on that team, like they would be garbage? I think it's a question. Um, because I mean if you look at Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, it's one of those things where MVP is a more quarterback driven award anyways, you know, cause they touch the ball the most and, you know, they are um, blamed most if, you know, if the team wins or loses. They're praised if they win. They're blamed if they lose. So, you know. <laughs> Except for in the case of Derek Carr, where he's blamed <laughs> if they lose, and when they win, oh, well, he didn't do good enough. He, <laughs> he was on the back of somebody else. It's like, give the guy a break. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's true. That, that's fair enough with that. I I look at the MVP as more an award of if that person wasn't on that team, they wouldn't be able to you know do as well as they were doing. So you use the example of Derrick Henry. So let me you know use that as an example for you as well. So with Derrick Henry, do you feel like the Titans made that deep run in the playoffs? because of Derrick Henry, or was it for some other reason? Absolutely it was Derrick Henry. There you go. Like so Derrick you... Henry was running all over everybody. He was averaging like 180 yards a game in the playoffs. He yeah. ran over everybody. Tannehill, he averaged more rushing yards than Tannehill averaged passing yards in the playoffs. <laughs> like That's unheard of. Yeah. But it's just feed Derrick Henry and let him run everybody over. Yeah. So, I mean, to me, that symbolizes an MVP because they would not have made that deep run in the playoffs without him. Even though he's a running back, I mean, they would not have been able to make that deep run in the playoffs. I mean, they had the the Chiefs, you know, uh, up against the wall there for a little bit, and then they just couldn't hold on to it. So, um mm -hmm. It's, it's one of those things where, um, like I said, I look more towards, you know, that direction when it comes to, like, MVP. So, um, uh, 
it's hard to say with Mahomes because, yeah, he's doing some unreal things, but he just has, like, so many, like, targets around him. Um, I, I could see, you know, Kyler Murray or Aaron Rodgers being more of an MVP. Yes, both Aaron Rodgers and Murray have a number one receiver. Like, Murray has DeAndre Hopkins. Aaron Rodgers has um, Devontae Adams. But, like, you know, who else are they throwing to? They're not really throwing to anybody else. You know, they don't have any other big names on their team. Um, Mahomes has Kelsey and Hill and Watkins and, like, you know, the running backs. Like, you can just keep on going and going and going. He has, like, all these weapons. I mean, if you look at Aaron Rodgers and Murray, they only have, like, one real weapon. So, um, and Murray Mm. sometimes has to take things into his own hands and, and run the ball. You know, Aaron Rodgers is not a young buck anymore like Murray is. So, you know, he's not able to just take off and run for a 60-yard touchdown, you know, so. No, it's a a valid argument, but except for the fact that Kyler Murray has more than just uh, than DeAndre Hopkins. But he had, I mean, Larry Fitz, he's getting old, but the dude's still a solid route runner, still fast. Christian is a blazer. Like that dude is so quick. <laughs> yeah. And he catches everything that's thrown his way. So, and then you got, uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, the, the Ravens actually do have a, a pretty solid defense, like with Isaiah Simmons, Buddha Baker, Pat Peterson, you know, they actually have a solid secondary. So it's difficult for teams to be able to throw on them. Yeah. Yeah, it's very true. Um, well, all right. Well, cool. We'll move on to uh, talking about a little bit NBA before we get into um, like our top five, bottom five, and everything like that. Um, I actually just got a, a news alert about the Jazz just now. Um, so uh, Derek Favors signs a three-year, $30 million deal with the Jazz with a player option in third year. Um, so Derek Favors staying with the Jazz for three more years with a thirty million dollar deal. Back to the Jazz. They traded him last season to the Pelicans. Oh, <laughs> and like now they're resigning him. It wasn't last, It was like the beginning of the season, like right before the season started. They traded him to the Pelicans. But now so they he have came him back. back to the Jazz. Yeah. So I mean, it, it works. That was part of the, the trade. It was like a three-way trade uh, to be able to get Mike Conley to the Jazz. Huh. They had to trade Derek Favors. So now they get now they've still got Mike Conley, but they get Favors back. That's awesome. <laughs> no, basically, they didn't even have to bother trading him because they got him right back. <laughs> yep. Hmm. Fair enough. Um. Alrighty, well, cool. Uh, some other news that has been going on in the NBA as well. Um, of course, of course, um, Anthony Davis, uh, not taking um his option for the the Lakers because he wants like that you know big, uh, mega contract. Um, I I got tricked and fooled unfortunately with uh, someone who had tweeted that uh, Anthony Davis was. Uh, planning on signing with the Chicago Bulls and they had like the number, how much and how many years and everything. And it said per ESPN source. So I thought, Oh, 
you know, the, the one, the people that I follow are all like the top people that actually are like credible. So I was like, Oh my gosh. I was like so excited. I thought it was real and everything. And then it was just Twitter showing me some random person that was, I guess, getting a lot of comments and a lot of views about that tweet. He had just, it was just some guy making it up. So I looked like a fool getting all excited thinking he was going to, Anthony Davis was going to sign with the Chicago Bulls. Um, but now Still it could like, happen. Huh? Still could happen. Maybe. Uh, right now, it's saying on ESPN, sources say that Anthony Davis to wait before committing to Los Angeles Lakers. So it seems like he's recommitting to playing with the Lakers. No, he hasn't fully committed yet. He's waiting to see how much they offer because they still owe James a ton of money. And they, they I mean, they lost Rajon Rondo. He went to the Hawks. Um. Yeah, I I don't really know what all they're doing, but anyway, LeBron James still has a massive contract with them and everything. So, and he's locked up through twenty twenty two. Yeah. So it makes it difficult for them to give him like the super max contract that he wants. Um, he's probably like kind of weighing his options, seeing if other teams come forward with that super max. Because I mean, now he's got his ring. He doesn't care. Now he wants his money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean he got the easy win like he wanted he wanted a title and you know it was it didn't seem like it was very difficult for them to be able to do it and you know so like you said does he really have a lot to prove now and he is from chicago he's a chicago born citizen so um there were talks of him wanting to you know, play for his home team because he always wanted to when he was a kid. And so um, I just know with the Bulls and the players that they have, adding him makes them an instant playoff team, in my opinion, um, especially the in the East. Thing is, the scary thing is only 27. Yeah. Like, he's that dominant and he's 27 years old. That's insane. <laughs> um, so some other things that had been going on. Um, so, um, oh, what's his name? I'm trying, trying to. What's up? The draft. No, no, no. Um, so Clay, Clay Thompson for the Warriors uh, during a, a workout basically has a season-ending injury again to his Achilles. I mean, he hasn't his other leg. Yeah, he hasn't he hasn't injured his Achilles before. This this is a new injury, but he was just recovering from like a what torn ACL on the other leg or something like that. So this is gonna be two straight years that he's not gonna play a single game. Like, you know, that's just killing the Warriors. I mean, they had this dynasty going, and then you know, Kevin Durant leaves. Um, Clay Thompson gets hurt in the finals. Durant got hurt in the playoffs that same year. Like, you know, things are just spiraling out of control for the Warriors after having that, that big run that they had where it seemed like, you know, no one was going to beat them for a long time. Um, now, I mean, doesn't mean that they can, they're going to have a bad season. No, but like, that's one of your top players and they're not playing, especially, someone who can shoot the three as good as he can. Um, that's, uh, 
uh, it's just going to make it make it hard for them. Um, and then uh, your uh, one of your uh, players that you liked from uh, OKC uh, CP3 is now uh, traded to the uh, Phoenix Suns. So how do you feel about OKC basically trying to do a rebuild? I'm okay with it. Um, honestly, when they brought CP3 in, when they traded off Russell Westbrook and brought in CP3, he said, you know, trade me. I don't want to play. I don't want to play for Oklahoma City. You know, I mean, he's he's a diva. Um, I like CP3 as a player, but as a person, he's, he's kind of a bitch. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, he... He wanted out anyway, but, you know, when he couldn't get out, he still played – he's played with everything in, in him, you know. He played with his heart, and that that's why I have respect for him. Um, you know, he helped lead them to the playoffs. I honestly expected him in the year and everything that, you know, they weren't going to make the playoffs. I was like, you know, I'm content with that because they'll start getting it built back up. Um, but – you know, they traded they traded him and one other player over to the Suns for four players and a draft pick. And one of those players is Ricky Rubio, who is almost a point guard. He's not as good of a scorer yeah. as Chris Paul, but he's almost as good of a point guard. Like I I've I've saw him actually play with the Jazz a lot because living in Utah, that's the only thing we ever get is jazz games. But you know, I actually went to jazz games and got to see Rubio played. And that guy plays with everything in him as well. And he is a fantastic point guard. He knows how to get people open. You know, he's been good since he was on the Timberwolves. So see, seeing him come to OKC, yeah, that makes me happy. Like, it sucks to lose CP3 because CP3 is one of the best point guards, like, ever. But he's also 38 years old where Ricky Rubio is 31. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just interesting to see him jumping around to so many teams now, both Rubio and CP3. You know, they, they can't seem to stay on a team for longer than a year now um, when it seemed like, you know, they were going to try to keep, you know, CP3 in like one, on one team, you know, give him that big deal and call it good. But um, now he's just bouncing all all over the place. and. It just seems odd for a good player, you know. He's he's a, he's a good player, but he's just bouncing around all these teams. Maybe he's a locker room cancer. It could you know, could it's be possible. Yeah. Um, and then of course uh, the you know people trying to make super teams. That's the new trend. You know, everyone wants to try to make a super team nowadays. Um, so. Uh, there are talks of James Harden, you know, being traded to the Nets, um, where he would be reunited with Kevin Durant. And, uh, you know, he hasn't played with, um, uh, what's his name? Um, Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Kyrie Irving. He hasn't played with him maybe on the USA team, but like he's, he's never played on an actual team with him. Like, uh, he did with KD. So, no, part of that trade will actually be Kyrie Irving leaving if it happens. Oh, the what I saw, uh, I, didn't, so, I didn't see that. Yeah, no, there's actually a video that released of 
workout that Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving were doing. And Kevin Durant got really mad at Kyrie Irving for doing something and threw a basketball at his head. So they don't get along. <laughs> I thought that was the whole point is because he wanted to go where Kyrie was going to go. Like, that was the whole thing. Yeah, and now they don't get along. <laughs> it's, re- it's really weird. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, that I, I think that's probably if it does happen is it'll be like James Harden for Kyrie Irving. You know, it'll be a trade along those lines. Well, I mean, I would think that we, they would need all three of them for the Nets to maybe do something. I, I don't know if just Harden and KD can help the Nets get to where they need to be. Um, and, you know, they haven't played yeah, with, with each DeAndre other in a while. Jordan, and having DeAndre Jordan roam the middle with those three on the outside, like, that, that'd be a scary team. But it, it, it all comes down to if Kyrie and Kevin Durant can actually get along. Well, that that would be interesting. I mean, like I said, if all three of them end up staying, you know, because Kyrie can get along or whatever, it just seems like another super team. And that's, you know, I, I hate that the NBA doesn't have the, the wealth spread around better, you know, when it comes to that. Um, so that way, you know, you don't have like one or two great teams and everyone just says, well, just wait until the playoffs until this team plays this team and, and, you know, in the finals or, you know, in the conference championship, then, then it'll be exciting. You know, everyone thinks, well, the regular season is just, you know, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, cause it's going to be these two teams anyways. So, yeah, it, it doesn't really make the regular season that exciting, you know, until, until you get to the playoffs. Um, but uh, they they did the NBA did have the uh, NBA draft the other night. Um, let me hold on before you get to the draft. Yeah, there was another there's another trade that happened that actually is really good to talk about. Um, the Bucks. It's funny because we were talking about the Bucks and needing to get uh, Giannis some help. Yeah. Well, they actually did it. They actually went out and did it. They got Drew Holiday from the Pelicans. So the Pelicans traded off Drew Holiday. Uh, to the Bucks, so now they have Chris Middleton, uh, Giannis, and Drew Holiday. So they actually have a pretty solid team now. Well, like you said, I mean, you know, they needed to do something because I mean, the poor guy was just you know carrying the team on his back, and um, you know they they were so dominant during the regular season, and then the playoffs came, and you know they get. I think they almost got swept by the Heat, right? I don't think they actually got swept. I can't remember. The Heat, the Heat lost one game to them. That was the only game that the Heat had lost up to that point. Yeah, um, up to where they played the played in the finals. Yeah, and so I mean, hey, we'll see if that can actually get them over the hump and everyone can stay healthy. I mean, it'll be interesting to see when the NBA season actually starts because if it starts when it normally starts, then it'll be the shortest off season that the NBA has ever had in their history. Um, Isn't that like next week? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would be. It'd be coming up soon. It's sometime in December. I know that, um, but. I think what they should do if I was the commissioner is put off starting the season, but just make the regular season shorter. Cause like we just mentioned, you know, no one cares about the regular season. 
because you know there's over 100 games or whatever and it's like you don't need that many to be able to determine who's gonna you know be in the playoffs and who isn't you can tell who the top teams are after what like you know 40 or 50 games you know so you know that would be my suggestion is just start the season later but then just make the regular season not as long so um but going into yeah at least give them a break so it so it alleviates some of the injuries you know yeah exactly um and college college basketball is going to be starting here soon too which i find very interesting that they're going to try to do a college basketball season but um yeah, they're not they're not learning from the college football season with how many games they've had to cancel, you know. Yeah. It, yeah. And so like I said, I, I don't see that going over very well or happening very well. So um that's why with the NBA draft, you know, I was surprised that they were able to uh, no one was really excited about the NBA draft because there was no college basketball. So they couldn't be like, Oh yeah, this dude's really good or this dude's really good you just had to look at the tape from a couple of years ago and be like oh okay well this guy might be good you know because we looked at his tape from a couple of years ago um the the number one pick ended up going to the timberwolves and it was uh anthony edwards from georgia um he got the number one pick and then a lot of people were saying that maybe uh lamello ball would go number two but um, the Warriors ended up going with Jameis Wiseman from Memphis. And then the number three pick finally went to uh, LaMelo Ball um, to uh, the Hornets. And I just think it's funny that both him and his brother are on two teams that no one ever watches. Like, they, they, they don't have any TV time. Like, you don't turn on TNT – or ABC and be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to watch the Hornets game today. You know, they're not going to show the Charlotte Hornets. And his brother is on the Pelicans, and the only time they show the Pelicans is to show Zion. They're not doing it to watch his brother, you know. So I just think it's, it's funny that his dad, their dad, talks like so much crap and says how good his kids are, but neither of them are on good teams. I mean, at least – he could have backed up that talk if, you know, um, his brother uh, would have stayed on the Lakers because then he would have won a he would have won a title with the Lakers. But you know, the other thing to look at on that is like, yeah, he brags. Lavar Ball is annoying as hell. All he does is talk and talk and talk. Um, kind of hypocritical because that's what we're doing right now, but. <laughs> um, but no, like, if you look at it this way, you know, I, I saw Stephen A. Smith actually said this, and it made it made sense. It was kind of funny to think about. So, Michael Jordan drafted LaMelo Ball, the owner of the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah. When Lonzo Ball was drafted, Magic Johnson was the GM. So, two of the greatest basketball players of all time are responsible for for drafting the two Ball brothers in the top five. <laughs> so, I mean, it says something about them. They are talented kids. Being the future of the NBA, no, I don't think so. But, you know, LaMelo Ball, I think is honestly a lot better than Lonzo is. 
Like he's a, he's a more pure shooter. He's a more, uh, he's better at creating plays. He's taller. He's faster. You know, so, I mean, he, he could be the future of the NBA, but honestly, seeing a ball as the future of the NBA, it it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. No, it's just not going to happen. They're going to wash out like their dad did. Yeah. I mean, I was kind of, you know, I I don't know how high of a ceiling, you know, LaMelo Ball has, um, but I was kind of hoping the Chicago Bulls would take him just to, I don't know, because he'd have more publicity that way. I mean, the Chicago Bulls are still more of a, I don't know, well-known team or more of a team that you would see on TV than the Hornets. So, um but the the number four pick ended up being the Chicago Bulls, and, and they picked uh, Patrick Williams from Florida State. Um, so it's um, it's it's interesting. Williams is a good pick, though. Huh? Patrick Williams is a good pick. Yeah, uh, and that's why I said, you know, if Anthony Davis comes, you know, we got some good young players that he could play with, and they could maybe, you know mold under him and make a run a good run you know um having uh Levine and stuff like that Zach Levine so but uh I thought it was funny when they got all the way down to the number eight pick the Knicks took uh uh Abby Toppin from Dayton and I guess he was one that a lot of people said might be you know a top top pick I mean obviously it's top 10 but in the NBA, if you're not top three, you're not really a top pick, in my opinion. But um, yeah. he got picked at number eight. And you were talking about Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. Smith got on Twitter after the Knicks made that pick because he's a huge Knicks fan. And he was like, why would you do that? How many power forwards do you need? He was like, get a guard. Get a guard. <laughs> like, he was so mad that they picked him. And I was just like, oh, that's the classic. Just like he put, he took his like analyst hat off and put his fan hat on. It was just like raging out. He was so mad. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. I was like, well, if he can do that, then I can do that. I don't have to keep my cool whenever my team does something dumb. <laughs> yeah. First and foremost, man, we're fans. Like, that's kind of what got us looking at stuff like this and analyzing games and analyzing teams. It's we're fans first, first and foremost. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's it, it's fine trying to you know stay unbiased with some stuff. And you can ask um, you know Melanie and Felony when I thought that you know Anthony Davis was getting signed by the Bulls. Like I was losing my mind. I was like so excited and so happy. And when I told her, oh, yeah, it was just some, it wasn't real, it was fake. And she was just like, she just looked at me and she was like, oh, you were so happy. I was just like, yeah, I know. (laughs) I was was ecstatic. (laughs) Like, I was, I was really excited about it. The Bulls were finally going to be on the map again, but it's all right. My wife would have been like, well, sucks to suck. (laughs) I was, like, planning on buying his jersey and everything. I was like, man, I'm going to get online. I'm going to buy this jersey. Like, it's going to be awesome. And then, nope. Nope. <laughs> Dreams <laughs> crushed. <laughs> Just one fail swoop. So, um, 
let's see was there was there anything else that we needed to cover for um for the NBA when it comes to like you know the moves that people have been trying to do in the off season right now not that I know of looks like they're saying I just think the Drew, the Drew Holiday signing was a really good one but by the Bucks that was really really good yeah a lot of people are leaving the Lakers it seems like cuz you said um who Rondo left. I just got a thing on here that yeah. said that Dwight Howard's leaving. He's yep. going to the 76ers. Um, so, yeah, that just seems like a lot of a lot of people are leaving L.A. now that they've gotten that title. Um, but, yeah, I think that's about it. I thought I saw something about the Raptors are going to be playing in Florida this year instead of Toronto. So... I don't know all the details about that, but I'm assuming it's just stuff to do with COVID. So, most likely, yeah. So, all right, well, cool. Well, we can uh, move on then to the uh, NFL and what's been going on with that. So, uh, it's it's been uh, interesting, especially with the, this past week with the games that uh, had happened. Um, are there a couple games that kind of stood out to you that you want to talk about before we get into our top five, bottom five? Um, there was one, give me a second. That kind of threw me for a loop. I was like, how the hell did they win that game? (laughs) Where is it? Oh, the Patriots Ravens. Oh, like, yeah. How in the world did the Patriots win that game? <laughs> like, that should not have happened, like, in in any universe. <laughs> like, it, it, that's just they, – they shut the Ravens down. Well – Like, they shut Lamar Jackson down and did not expect that at all. Like, that game threw me for a loop. I was like – Oh, this is going to be a blowout. Next thing I know, they're winning. I'm like, what just happened? <laughs> I think a lot of that. <laughs> Am I alive? Like, this... I think a lot of that had to do with the rain, though. And then once you limit Lamar on what he can do, you know, if you limit him just to, to running, and you know you can stop that, I think it kind of puts a handicap on the Ravens, you know, because he's not the best passer to begin with and then the ball is all wet and the receivers can't catch anything because of all the rain I think it kind of just put them at a disadvantage from the beginning yeah and then the other game that stood out to me honestly was the Packers and Jaguars like the Jaguars kept that game way closer than that should have ever been yeah like that was actually a nervous game for any Packers fan because they're about to lose to one of the worst teams in the NFL. <laughs> like, I mean, they pulled it out, of course. They, they still came back and, and handled business. But like ja- that, that Jake Luton for the Jaguars, that rookie, you know, people don't know what to think of him. Like, he, he's actually stepping up, and he's he's doing really good in place of Gardner Minshew. I think he's better than Gardner Minshew. I think Minshew magic was just a fluke. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I still think the Jaguars are probably going to try to go for a top. Whoa, got like reflexes. Uh, 
I think uh, saw that. Huh? Yeah, that was good. Wow, <laughs> just caught that real quick. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I still think the Jaguars are probably going to try to go for a top quarterback pick, though. You know, like Justin Fields, Fields from Ohio State, or um, Trevor Lawrence. So, um, yeah, one of the games that stood out to me, um, of course, is the Saints Forty ers game because you know Drew Brees goes down, which we can talk about that a little bit. So he, Drew Brees with a couple broke ribs and a like a collapsed lung or punctured lung or something like that. Collapsed yeah. lung, yeah. So he's going to be out for two to three weeks, um, maybe longer. And so in that game, and I even messaged you, I don't know if you remember or not, I was like, why is Jameis Winston in? You know, put in Hill. Like, put in, put in Taysom Hill. Like, Taysom Hill got re-signed because he was supposed to be the future after Drew Brees leaves, you know, they were going to, you know, have him take the reins over. Um, so I have no idea why Jameis Winston was in there because in my opinion, I'm sorry. I mean, you know, Jameis Winston could be a great person, but he does not seem like a good quarterback at all. Like he throws way too many interceptions. And then I looked today and they, the saints announced that, Taysom Hill is going to be the starter this Sunday instead of, you know, Jameis Winston. And I was like, why didn't they do that during the 49ers game? Like, you know, that just made no sense to me. So we'll see. It's, it's probably because it's probably because they had the game plan laid out, not as Taysom Hill being the, being the quarterback, but as him being the, the Swiss army knife that he is, you know, we're going to play you at running back. We're going to play you at tight end. We're going to play you at wide receiver. You know, you're going to kick return. Occasionally you play quarterback. You know, they, they had him as a Swiss Army knife, so they probably came into the game with that game plan. And if they put him strictly at quarterback, that ruins that game plan. Yeah. So that was kind of my thought process with it. Like, I, I agree with you. Like, I think Taysom Hill's a way better quarterback than Jameis Winston is. I even thought that in college. And Taysom Hill came from BYU. Yeah. You know, he didn't come from a huge school. But – I, I think Taysom Hill is a much better quarterback than Jameis Winston. I don't, I couldn't understand for the life of me why the Saints even signed Winston. Like he's 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 a terrible quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> he's the first quarterback in history to throw thirty touchdowns and thirty interceptions, but while throwing five thousand yards. <laughs> like, like it just doesn't happen. It's never happened in the history of the game. Yeah. And this guy goes and does it, and then he gets cut by his team for Tom Brady and then signs as a third string for the Saints. <laughs> yeah. And he, he was what? A, yeah, he was the number one yeah. pick. Yep, he was the number one pick, and then Mariota was number two, and neither of them are starting for a team now. No, they're both third stringers. Yep. So, I mean – It'll be interesting to see how Taysom Hill does this Sunday with an actual full game, you know, starting, you know, game plan fully around him. Could it look like a Cam Newton type, you know, where they're still going to do like the option, you know, like run option and have him run it? Or is it, are they going to be like, okay, you know, show that you can pass, you know, let's pass the ball. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of game plan they go in to, um, the game that they'll be playing because um, they're playing a division game and they're going against the Falcons. So it'll be interesting to see how they handle that. 
because Teddy Bridgewater did a great job of taking over for Breeze when he was out last year. But they don't have Teddy Bridgewater anymore. He's with the Panthers. So, um, so yeah. And he's injured, too. What's up? Too. Yeah, but I think they said he was okay to play, I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, he just got a banged up knee. He didn't actually break anything or tear anything. They did an MRI just to make sure. But um, And so the other game that I'll mention before we get into our top five, bottom five, is um, the Texans and the Browns, man. You don't see very many 10-7 games, <laughs> you know. And um, I think it was Nick Chubb at, towards the end had a chance to run it in for like a 40-yard touchdown. And instead of taking it into the end zone, he just like stopped and like went out of bounds. And then they just like took a couple knees and called the game. So he had a chance to go in and make the, the score a lot higher, but he decided to just end the game instead of going into the end zone. I just think it's funny that it took that long for them to be able to, to score, though you know, to go a whole game and only get a touchdown and a field goal. And the Texans could only muster up one touchdown. Like, you know, the NFL is a scoring league now. That's what they wanted. They wanted that because they, they wanted fans to be entertained and they wanted, they wanted big points up on the scoreboard. The NFL is more geared towards scoring now and they only score 10, <laughs> seven. It just baffles me. <laughs> And the Browns no, are still in the actually, picture for, you know, a playoff run, you know? Yep. They ain't going to win the division like you said, but, I mean, they're still in the picture to make the playoffs. Oh, no. <laughs> no, but they'll beat the Ravens out. Oh. The, Ra- the Ravens aren't going to win the division either. Yeah. I think I think that division's pretty much already decided now. It seems like it, yeah. It seems like they – especially – depending on their remaining schedule as well um, when it comes to that. So let's get into our top five, bottom five in the NFL. Um, one of my you know favorite segments uh, that we do on this podcast. It's a lot of fun. Um, it'll be interesting to see kind of what gets shooken up and what, what doesn't. I think um, I have a feeling our bottom five is going to kind of, you know, stay the same. Um, do you want me to start or do you want to start? I can start. All righty, let's hear it. All right, so at number five, I have the Dallas Cowboys. Um, yeah, we all know why. <laughs> even with uh, even with Big Red coming back, they're just they're good, they're garbage. <laughs> um, sorry, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, at number four, I've got the Jaguars. Um, yeah, they, they, I mean, they showed a little promise. They were my number. They were like higher up for me. I was gonna say um, they were number they two showed, last week. Yeah, but the way they played against Green Bay, you know that that kind of like showed me a little promise with them. So I, I had to move them up a little bit. You know, I mean, they're they're still like the second worst record in the league. But, you know, they showed that they they can actually play as a team and they can compete. Um, yeah, they lost, but they lost barely to a top five team. Um, at number three, this one was hard. 
because I think the Cowboys really are the only NFC team that I have. At number three, I've got the Bengals. At number two is the Chargers. Oh, wow. Just because, well, I, I hate them. And <laughs> they, they, can't, they can't finish games. You know, they, they've had a chance to win almost every one of their games. And they just can't finish. You know, they can score points all they want. But if they can't finish a game, they're never going to get anywhere. Yeah. Um, and then number one, still the same, Jets. <laughs> it's never going to change. This. They're going to be number one worst team this entire season because I think they're going to go 0-16 at this point. <laughs> yeah, the number one team isn't really hard for us to, to determine from now on. I think, like you said, we can almost call it for the rest of the season what it's going to be. You know, for sure. Um, all righty. Awesome. Well, uh, I'm definitely uh, going to agree with some of that. Uh, uh, let's see. The number five team, I'm going to go with the – I'm going to go with the Bengals. Um, yeah, they – unfortunately, Burrow looks pretty good, but the rest of the team does not. And I kind of said that at the beginning of the season when they drafted him. I said, oh, that's great, but – who's he going to throw to <laughs> and, you know, who's going to protect him. And obviously he has not been protected. Um, that defense is garbage as well. Um, yeah. And they traded, I just have to throw this in there. They were not playing Carlos Dunlap. Like he was getting about five to 10 snaps a game. That's it. So he asked to be traded. He gets traded to Seattle and just walks in, starts, tears things up. Like, why were they not starting him? <laughs> I mean, they could be trying to continue to get those top picks, you know, just so they can continue rebuilding. And that maybe is something that he didn't want to be a part of, you know? Um, you know, why did a lot of Jets players want to be traded? For, for the same because reason. Because they knew they were on a crappy team. They're on a the team that's infamous for the butt fumble. <laughs> Well, I mean, and everyone knew they were tanking on purpose. I mean, Jamal Adams wanted to leave. You know, a lot of people wanted to leave. A lot of people wanted to leave yeah. the Dolphins because of that last year because everyone knew that the Dolphins were tanking on purpose. So if, if you start tanking, there's not a lot of players that want to stay on your team. You know, they're, they're okay with being traded or, you know, leaving. So, um, but, yeah, I'm going to go with the Bengals, number five. Um, number – Four, um, I'm going to go with the Washington football team. I think they are, you know, still down there. Third-string quarterback, it's hard It's hard to win games with the third-string quarterback, whether you're Alex Smith or not. So, um, let's see then. Number three, I would say the Dallas Cowboys. Um, again, playing with – third-string quarterback, at least most of the time. Like you said, I think Andy Dalton's coming back. But they were playing with the third-string quarterback for most most games. You're not going to win very many games. Um, number two, I'm doing this mo mostly based on record, but I'm going to stick with the Jaguars like I had them last week. And then, of course, no surprise, number one, the Jets. J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 S-U-C-K, sucks, sucks, sucks. So, um, <laughs> but, uh, 
yeah so <laughs> but uh let's go on to the top five which has been kind of fluctuating going back and forth um here a lot lately um since you started off with the bottom five i'll start with the top five i was kind of disappointed i was hoping that the cardinals would beat the seahawks and then i was going to put them in at number five but now with them losing to the seahawks uh, i'm not as confident at putting them at number five um I'm I'm gonna put um I'm gonna put the Saints in at number five. I mean, yeah, they did lose Drew Brees, but I think they can weather the storm while he's gone, um, and then he'll be able to come back and still continue, you know, doing what he needs to do. The defense, like we talked about last week, is definitely stepping up for sure uh, when it comes to that. Um, and. Number four might be a little surprising, but I think I'm going to put the Colts in there. Um, that defense, <laughs> don't give me that. What? Don't give me that. What? <laughs> I'll, what? Do, I'll do that for your your top five when you do yours. <laughs> um, what? The, <laughs> the the Colts, you know, have been stepping up with their with their defense. They have the top two defense in almost every category, you know, and uh, the run game has been doing pretty, pretty well. So, um, you know, I think, I think they, they can make some noise with that. Um, number three, I'm going to put the, the Packers um, obviously with their record and um, how well that they've been playing. Uh, Aaron Rodgers again, doesn't have much to work with other than Devonte Adams, but he's, doing what he needs to do. And, um, you know, Aaron Rodgers still one of the top candidates for MVP, I think. And um, again, as always, I know everyone's going to get mad at me, but Steelers are number two um, at nine and zero. defense is still showing up. Um, they haven't played that great of teams. They're probably going to go 10 and zero this week and because they're playing the freaking Jaguars. So, I mean, I'm, I still feel that they're going to be undefeated after this weekend. But, again, you know, I feel like if they played the Kansas City Chiefs, who's my number one team, they would lose. I don't think that they would be able to beat the Chiefs, even with them having, you know, um, an undefeated record so far. So, yeah, Kansas City Chiefs, still my number one team for the second week in a row. Fair enough. All right, for me, number five, um, I kind of agree with you on that one. I, I was actually leaning towards the Saints. Um, you know, it, it makes it tough losing Drew Brees, but Taysom Hill's been there long enough. He, he's kind of shadowed under Drew Brees, and he's, like I said earlier, he's more of a Swiss Army knife, um, so he can do a lot more stuff than Drew Brees can. You know, they can, they can jump in and they can jump in the actual option play. You know, there, there's a lot of a lot more things they can do with Taysom Hill than they could with Drew Brees. Drew Brees is probably the greatest arm to ever play the game. Like, because the dude is accurate and he throws all over the field. Um, I mean, he, he has the most yards, in, most yards in NFL history. And right now, Brady and him are going back and forth for most touchdowns in NFL history. Um, but, yeah, number five has got to be the Saints, even without Drew Brees. Um, number four, this one I kind of struggled with a little bit. 
you know, you made a good a good argument for the Colts, but I hate Phillip Rivers. So I could never <laughs> like unless they were undefeated, I couldn't put them there. You know. Um I'm gonna say even though they lost, I'm I'm putting the Cardinals at number four. Um, I think that game I think that game was a fluke. I think they honestly got robbed of that game with the Seahawks and they should have won. You know, and and Kyler Murray hitting that DeAndre Hopkins with half a yard of separation. That's what it was. It was point five four yards of separation. Half a yard of separation. And DeAndre Hopkins being able to jump up and grab that. The thing to look at, like, yeah, Larry Fitzgerald is getting old. He's like 35. He's really not that old. He's old for a receiver, but he's not that old. DeAndre Hopkins just hit against the Seahawks. He was the, for the youngest player to ever have 700 receptions. He's 28 years old. I seriously thought DeAndre Hopkins was like 30, 31. Yeah. I didn't realize he was – he just barely turned 28 like two months ago. Like – Having him with Kyler Murray, like that, that's going to be a force for years. Yeah, it, it really is. So, um, and I, I really think just they they proved their grit against the Bills. Like I kind of had the Bills at number four until you know the the Cardinals stepped up and did that. And then I have to put them at number four, even though they lost the Seahawks. I feel like they got robbed of that game. Um, and sorry to all my friends that are Seahawks fans. Like you guys all. Know. Um, <laughs> You guys all know that that was a joke of a game. Um, at number three, yeah, I have to put the Packers at number three. Uh, you know, even though they, they barely snuck by uh, the the Jaguars, you know, that they're still still Aaron Rodgers. He's still a front runner for the MVP. I, I'd say he's a solid second place right now for MVP. Um, has been for most of the year, but it, the first place has always switched. He's just never jumped into that first place spot. You know, at first it was Russell Wilson, now it's Pat Mahomes, and Tyler Murray's up there now too. And it's there's a lot of people being talked about, but Rogers is all that solid number two. You know, he's 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 the poop. <laughs> <laughs> That's not funny. My wife's in the background. That's not funny. <laughs> But, no, um, with Aaron Rodgers behind center, like, there, there's no question there. You know, they're, they're always going to be a top team. They're always going to be a playoff contender. Whether or not they can go deep in the playoffs is the question. Like, can they actually – can they finish? You know, I think with the 49ers being all banged up, and that was kind of their kryptonite last year, I think they have a better chance of making it to the Super Bowl this year. That They do have a much better chance. I mean, the NFC – NFC West has some really strong teams, but the but as strong as the 49ers were last year. I know you hate hearing that because you're a Rams fan, but they're just they're not as strong as the 49ers were last year. Like the 49ers were a force last year. They just ran into the brick wall that is the Chiefs. Um, at number two, I'm with you on that with the Steelers. Yeah, they're nine and zero, but they can't beat the Chiefs. So, uh, number one, Chiefs. And I hate saying it, being a Raiders fan. <laughs> I hate it. I feel the vomit in the back of my throat when I say that. But, you know, I, I have to be real as I have to take my fan cap <laughs> off and put the analyst cap on, you know. 
Yep, yep, exactly. Well, so here, let me take a quick. Okay, Chiefs are number one. <laughs> <laughs> so don't want to don't want to dirty the hat. <laughs> I love it. Hey, I mean, I I would love to put my Rams like you know in the top five. You know, just because I'm such a big Rams fan, but uh, you know, I can't, I can't do that. I got to be unbiased, and you know, there's some some things that I would think that would keep them out. Um, you know, are are they a playoff team? I think yeah, they're they're a playoff team. Um, but we'll 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 see when it comes to you know actually having to play against a legit team. You know, we've had. You know, the Seahawks was a big game to me. I thought, you know, with the Rams beating the Seahawks, that kind of proved that we can beat, you know, a, a top team, a winning record team. Um, so we'll see with the, the schedule coming up, though, because, you know, we have a, a hard game coming up on Monday. So I have, a, I have a top five for you really quick. I want to I want to hear your top five on this. <laughs> top, top, top five quarterbacks in the league. Top five quarterbacks. Yep. Oh my goodness! Wow, Ugh. that's that one's always throwing you. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> I'm the I'm the host. I'm supposed to put you on the spot, not the other way around. But like, that's not, that's not how it works. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I like it. I like being put on the spot. It makes it fun. Um, it's interesting discussion. A very as they say, water cooler discussion, because, you know, um, I hear on Fox sports radio all the time when I listen to it, when I go to work, the one guy that I listen to, he always asks his guests all the time. Would you rather have Kyler Murray or Lamar Jackson? You know, and it's just like, which one? Cause they're both young, you know, so they have a lot of years ahead of them. Um, so saying, you know, who I think the top five quarterbacks are right now is um, very interesting. Um, I guess I should start off with who I think is the best because that one's a little bit easier for me to pick right now. So like you said, because the MVP conversation, I think Patrick Mahomes right now is the number one quarterback in the league. He's, he's, he's got everything that you need in a quarterback – and he's not one-sided. I think he's the best balanced quarterback right now in the NFL because he can pass it, um, you know, the deep ball. Um, he's a magician, you know. He's got a little bit of everything from other quarterbacks, you know, because they say Russell Wilson is a magician. You know, he gets out of sacks. He never gets sacked. You know, Patrick Mahomes, he's a magician. He can get out of sacks. He's an Aaron Rodgers where he can create plays out of nothing. You know, he's uh, – a, a Lamar Jackson in the sense like he can run it if he needs to run it. Um, you know, he can throw the ball, you know, uh, down the field with a flick of his wrist. So I think he has everything that you need in a quarterback, which upsets me so much just because, you know, a- any team could have gotten him in the draft. And the Chiefs were the only ones that, like, recognized that, you know, he was a diamond in the rough. So, um Definitely would put him number one overall um, as the best best quarterback in the league right now. Um, number two, um, yeah, that's so tough. Um, going in with all all these 
quarterbacks that I'm looking at right now. I mean, I almost have to put Aaron Rodgers at number two just because he's in the MVP hunt as well um, with everything going on. Um, so that that says enough with his resume as is. Um, number three and four are kind of like a toss-up. I almost want to count it as a tie, you know, because they're so close. But Josh Allen and Kylo Murray, like, I, I feel like they're kind of – they're neck and neck. I mean, the people who are listening right now can't see my hands, but I'm doing them, like, right next to each other, my fingers, just because I, I feel like they could be swapped back and forth. Like, you could put one at three and one at four and the other one at four and the other one at three. So I, I feel like they kind of go back and forth with that. Um, and then number number five um, – Riley Ned. Uh, I almost want to say Drew Brees because you can't get any better than Drew Brees. He's, you know, Hall of Famer and he can make any throw that you want to make and he's been doing it for so long. Um, I know a lot of fans right now, especially where I live, is like, Lamar, Lamar. And it's just like, I don't have faith in Lamar. I, I don't. I'm sorry. From day one, I never, I always said that he's not someone I would put on my team as a franchise quarterback. So, um, you know, more so I would probably say um, uh, Drew Brees, you know. Um, now, if I had to, real quick, to add in before you do your top five, if I could throw someone in that looks like that has real promise right now, Tua. Tua. Uh, from the Miami Dolphins looks like he has loads of promise. I know it's only a flash in the pan right now, but he he's looking like it was a smart pick by the Dolphins to take him as of right now. Um, I know everyone raved about um, Baker Mayfield when he played his first year. Everyone was like, oh, the Browns nailed it. He's a, he's such a great quarterback. He won rookie of the year. Like, you know, but as we found out, you know, Baker isn't as good of a quarterback as everyone thought he was going to be. Um, so I'm not, I'm not, you know, declaring Tua as the next big thing, but right now he has promise. I'm just going to say that he, he looks very promising. So. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I'm not doing the top five. I just wanted to throw you on the spot. <laughs> oh, Thanks. <laughs> I appreciate that. Like, oh, hey, you know, that's a good idea. let's do that. Um, you go first. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I can throw mine out there. So I, I agree with you that with the top two. Uh, it, it's Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I would love to have – oh, lost my headphone again. Give me a second. There we go. Yeah, my headphones. Technology. Uh, having a big head. Headphones. Headphones don't like to stay in my ears because my ears are so big. <laughs> Look like Dumbo. Um, <laughs> so yeah, number one, number two, it, it, it's definitely Patrick Mahomes. That guy can throw any 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 throw on the field he can make. Like coaches tell you, you know, don't don't ever throw across your body and across the field, and he does it, and he's accurate. <laughs> You know, that, that's just good. And he does it not looking. Like, he throws a better no-look pass than Chris Paul. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> but it's, it's crazy. Um, so, yeah, number two, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, the guy is 
Like, you can tell he's aging, but he's still not afraid to run out of the pocket. He can still throw a 60-yard a dime, like, in the air 60 yards. And, I mean, it's a little flick off his wrist. Like, he's still got the ball power behind it, you know. Uh, at, at his age, that's when Peyton Manning started throwing ducks. Like, he, he wasn't throwing a good ball. He just had a good team around him. Um, number four and five – number three, sorry, number three. Um, I put, I'd have to put Russell Wilson. I, I think Russell Wilson's better than Kyler Murray, honestly. Like, I would rather have Ky- Russell Wilson on my team than Kyler Murray. Um, he's more of a leader. He's more accurate. He's more willing to take a hit and throw the ball rather than just try to run away from it because he knows he can get away from a sack. You know, he'll, he'll let a defender hit him and he gets out of it and extends the play. Um, number four, I'd probably put Josh Allen. That dude, he's, he's a giant and he's a magician. Like he's, he's brought the bills back from, from purgatory. (laughs) (laughs) The bills were the bottom of the barrel and now they're, now they're leaving the division. Yeah. It helps that Tom Brady left, but you know, since he came in, they they've been they were nipping at the Patriots' heels last year, and now they're they're leading the division. You know, um, he he's had some off games. He's had some growing pains and stuff. That that's to be expected. It's like his second or third year. You know, he's, he's it's gonna. But he's definitely he's definitely stepped up his game a lot. Um, number five. Ah, this one's hard, man. Kirk Cousins? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> totally kidding. No, um, I'm actually going to go on a limb here with the number five and say the number five best quarterback in the league is Jared Goff. Oh, <laughs> Like he he's he's definitely has some growing pains and stuff, and he's he's made errors. But name a quarterback that hasn't. Yeah, you know he he came into the league, and I can't remember the coach's name, but the coach was a jackass, and he got fired that same year at the end of the year um, when he got drafted. Jeff Fisher. He was like, yeah, he was a very high draft pick, and Fisher refused to start him. And it made no sense. It was like, okay, why not put him in? Then they put him in, and he just shines. Like, he tore it apart. He did amazing. And he has – he's really learned a lot under Sean McVay. Like, he's definitely, like – he's coming to his own. He's able to lead the team. The team trusts him. You can see that. You know, he's going to make mistakes. It happens. He doesn't really have the high-level receivers that some of the other quarterbacks do. Like, Cooper Cup is good. Robert Woods is good. You know, but Van Jefferson is – he's a rookie, but he's good. Tyler Higby is – he's probably a top five tight end. But he doesn't have the weapons that another that other quarterbacks do, and he's still winning games. He's still stepping up. He's beating good teams like the Seahawks. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, I have to give it to Jared Goff. And then I'll throw my up-and-comer oh, in there. Yeah. I don't believe Tua is the up and comer. 
I, I believe the guy that surprised the holy living hell. And I think he's going to be amazing in the future of the league is Justin Herbert. Yeah, I knew you were going to say him because you, you've been singing his praises since he's been starting. So I kind of figured you would go down that, that route. That's why I wanted to pick someone different because, I mean, I figured you were going to go with Herbert. So I was like, well, I'll throw Tua out there just because, you know, they just had their battle and Tua came out on top. And, you know, um, I, it doesn't mean that Tua is a better quarterback just because his team won. I mean, you know, the defense can always be crappy and the quarterback be good. But um, I, I, I I, don't know. I just see some some good promise with them, you know, going forward. But we'll, we'll see. I mean, especially if the Dolphins make the playoffs because they're on track to do that right now. You know, once they get into the playoffs – that's a whole different animal. You can ask Lamar Jackson because he does not know how to handle playoff pressure. That's for sure. Um, so, and Lamar could be one of those quarterbacks that does well during the regular season and then just chokes in the playoffs. So, um, Tony Romo. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's the new Tony Romo. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, hopefully he never has to hold the ball for a field goal kick because you're going to be in trouble. going to freak out. Um, <laughs> Already cool. Well, awesome. Well, I'm, I'm excited to talk about our uh, favorite segments and everyone's favorite segment out there. And uh, Melanie the Felony always loves when I get to this point because, you know, I get really loud and I do – the picks of the week. Ba, 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 picks of the week. NFL ba, 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 picks of the week. Ba, ba, ba. Alrighty. So to update what was going on with the NFL ba, 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 picks of the week, uh, someone had another rough uh, week. No, I'm kidding. I mean, we didn't do that bad, but uh, I got my, you know, lock and upset, which always helps me. So, um, I I am at 122 and a half and 40 and you are at 110 and a half and 49. So I'm uh I'm 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 up by a lot. <laughs> Only 12 12 points. If I go against you every game and I pick everyone right, I catch up. <laughs> Good luck. It's not going to happen, but <laughs> I can dream, okay? <laughs> well, I mean, and we always try to do this thing for the playoffs where we do, like, you know, a, an outrageous amount of points for the playoffs or something like that, or, like, four points if you get it right or something. And, you know, we always like to have fun and make it where, you know, one or the other can catch up during the playoffs as well. So, um so that that'll that'll be fun once we once we get to that point. Um, I should have done a pop bet with you for like whoever you know got the most right at the end of the season had to buy another one of pop. We we should have done that at like the beginning of the season. <laughs> Why don't we do it now? It's halfway through the season. Hey, I mean, if, if you're con- that confident that you're going to make a comeback, I mean, you go right ahead. I'll, I'll make that bet. I don't care. Worst thing that happens is I buy you a pop, <laughs> and I'll I'll make sure I buy you a uh, Russell Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it. Appreciate it. <laughs> buy me a Tom Brady pop. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why I was saying that. Um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> Melanie the felony was yelling in the other room, not in our house. So I would. Uh, okay, then I'll, then I'll buy you guys Patrick Mahomes since. Since you're both so in love with him. Uh, well, one of us is in love with him, and it's not me. And uh, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, um, it was funny. She was, um, she was talking to her mom the other day, and she was like, do you know who Patrick Mahomes is? And, you know, her mom was like, no, because her mom doesn't watch sports, you know. And she was like, it's that, that guy that does those State Farm commercials. He like squirts all that ketchup like on the thing, and then her mom was like, "Oh yeah, that guy. Yeah, he's cute." I was just like, "Oh gosh." <laughs> he's got he's got a high pitched voice though. That's the one thing that bugs me about him. Like the dude's like six three, six four, and he's got a higher pitched voice than my wife. <laughs> well, it's like on Facebook they had that meme where it was just like him like holding the ring like he had the ring on from the super bowl and with like you know his jersey on and everything but then it had like kermit the frog as his face and then the hair yes (laughs) yes that's what his voice reminds me of is kermit the frog (laughs) hey guys how you doing today i won a super bowl Respect for the man because he's a great quarterback, yeah. but we can joke around about his voice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He has all that money. I can't even remember how big his deal was, but like he has more money than I would make in like five lifetimes. So <laughs> four hundred and forty million over ten years. There you go. Yeah, exactly. So Oh, I can see why Melanie the felony loves him so much. <laughs> I, I, I would too with, with all that cash. Um, <laughs> I just see Melanie the felony in the other room. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, all right. Well, let's get into our picks of the week. Our first. Uh, Matchup here is the three five and one Eagles versus the six and three Browns. Um, interesting matchup with the Eagles losing to the Giants. Are are the Giants going to win this division? Like, <laughs> like what is what is going on with the the NFC East? Like, I really don't know. Like, I feel like almost like the Giants are going to win the division. Like. What's their division record? Who, the Giants? They're yeah. three and seven. No, the division record. Oh, one and four. No, no, sorry. Sorry. No. Sorry. Their division record is three and two. Yeah. <laughs> so they beat the and they beat the Washington football team twice, but they've lost to the Cowboys. Twice. Right? Did they did they lose to the Cowboys twice? No, because the Cowboys have only won one. No, Cowboys have two wins. They're two and seven. No, they have one win in the division. Oh, though. yeah. I don't know who it was that they had beaten then. Hmm. I bet. Maybe the Eagles actually beat the Giants once already. 
and then they lost. To yeah, him. I, I just feel like the the Giants are gonna win the division when it's really the Eagles should be winning it. Um, but uh, but with this matchup with the Browns, uh, I've got to go with the Browns on this one. Uh, you know, NFC East is a dumpster fire. So yeah, uh, I'm I'm gonna go with the Browns. Yep, same. Like, yeah, I don't even want to talk about it. Browns. <laughs> When when it's that when it's that forefront that the Cleveland Browns are going to win a game, there's a problem in the NFL. <laughs> um, Alrighty, next matchup is the three and six Falcons versus the seven and two Saints. Um, the Saints going to be starting uh, Taysom Hill, so you get to pick. Uh, I'm gonna put this as my upset. Oh no! <laughs> ba, 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 ba. Like, bum, bum, I feel bum. like I'm gonna regret it. I, I feel like I might regret it, but at the same time, it, it's a division game, and Drew Brees isn't starting. Yeah, yeah. So it's a division game. The Falcons always give the Saints a hard time. I think the Falcons, like, they're starting to come into their own a little more now. They're starting to actually look like the Falcons that we all expected at the beginning of the season. So, yeah, I'm I'm upset with the Falcons. All righty. All right, I like it. Well, going against you on this one, I'm going with the Saints. Um, I think he'll be able to fill in very well. And, uh, you know, if we did top five running backs, like we did top five quarterbacks, um, Camaro would be like number two or number three for me. So, like, he's the best all around back right if now. If not number one, huh? if not number yeah. one, like, I mean, I I think <laughs> Delvin Cook right now is number one, but um, yeah, Camara Camara could easily be be second or third. Um, I would say probably second, just because he's such a good receiving back as well. So I think with having Camara, it's the Saints will be all right. I, I think I think they'll they'll take the win. Um, the next matchup is the two six and one Bengals versus the two and seven Washington Football Team. Uh, this is one of the games that we were talking about before we actually started recording. Why does this game exist? <laughs> Somebody's got to win. Somebody's <laughs> gonna come out with a win. Um, I guess I get to start off with this one. Um, hey, I'll go with the Bengals. Why not? Like, you know, Joe, Joe Burrow, maybe this will help boost his confidence up a little bit there, you know. And uh, him and Higgins have been having a good connection so far. So, you know, I could see that working out against the Washington football team. Yeah, you know, and Tyler Boyd's been having a good season with them too. Um, AJ Green, not so much. But um, I'm going to go against you on this one, though, because I think Terry McLaurin's going to tear it up. I think him and Alex Smith are starting to kind of connect a little bit. And Terry McLaurin, one of the fastest guys in the NFL, uh, really unknown name until recently. Um, yeah, I think he's going to go off, and they're going to take this game over the Bengals. All righty. Cool, cool. Yeah, I mean, the Washington football team could have had uh, a win against the Lions if the Lions kicker wasn't able to make a freaking 59-yard field goal. That's just 
It's Matt Prater, dude. That's nuts. Matt Prater holds the record. <laughs> like, he has the record for the longest field goal in NFL history. Why? How long was it? 64 yards. 64. Dang. I think there was a... Yeah, Matt Prater, he, he kicked it when he was with the Broncos. I think I think they... Last week, not only did the, the Lions kicker kick a 59-yard field goal, but then there was another kicker that kicked like a 61-yard field goal. can't remember which team it was mm-hmm. for, but it was like the longest of the season. So, Yeah. Longest in history was it was tied with like five different kickers or six different kickers at 63 until Matt Prater kicked a 64-yard. Gosh, that's just crazy. Um. Alrighty, cool. Well, uh, the next matchup, speaking of the Lions, is the four and five Lions and the three and seven Panthers. Um, you get to start off with this. I get to pick this one. Um, I, I'm going to go with the Panthers on this. Like, the Lions have been—they've just gotten lucky. I, I think the Panthers are going to step up and take the game. Alrighty, I like it. I'm going with the uh, bum, bum, my upset pick, the Carolina Panthers. They're going to take this one from the Lions since the Lions have a, a better winning record than the Panthers. But like you said, I think uh, I think the Panthers will upset them and get that W. Such a BS upset pick. What? <laughs> What? I didn't say that about your upset pick. I know. Gosh, man, throwing all this shade at I just me like tonight. Giving you a... Like I don't know what it is. I have to. I have to. <laughs> Putting me on the spot, making me pick top five quarterbacks. Freaking getting on me about my top five picks for um, teams because I put the Colts, the Colts in there. Like getting on me about everything. Who puts the Colts? Come on. <laughs> Gosh. All right. The next man, match of the if, uh, Red, if if like Randy Moss ever saw this, he'd be like, come on, man. He'd <laughs> circle circle a big highlight and be like, right there, man. Come on, man. Um, alrighty. The next matchup is the nine and Steelers versus the one and eight Jaguars. Um, I get to start. Yeah, I get to start with this one. And, uh, I mean. If this isn't your lock, I'm taking it as my lock. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. Bump, bump, bump. <laughs> Going with the lock. <laughs> Go with the Steelers. They will be 10 and 0. They will stay perfect because they're playing. The Jaguars, not really much else to say about that. <laughs> the Steelers are going to cause a dead kitty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I already gave mine away when I said, if you don't take the lock, I am. So, yeah. <laughs> All righty. Next matchup, 6-3 and three Titans versus the 6-3 and three Ravens. Kind of a, a big game here to determine, you know, division placement. I mean, they're not in the same division, but for their own divisions, it's kind of must-wins. Um, so, yeah, you get to start off with this one. 
the Titans have kind of fallen off the wayside the last few games. You know, they lost to the Colts, a game that they were expected to win. Um, Lamar Jackson just got beat down by the Patriots. Where is this game? Let me check. It's in Baltimore. It's in Baltimore? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going the Ravens. Then I'll, I'll go the Ravens. Lamar Jackson is money in Baltimore. Alrighty. Um, I mean, hey, I'll I'll pick against you. Try to give you some hope in catching me. <laughs> go with the Titans. <laughs> I'll help you out because I'm a nice guy, you know. Uh, unlike you, who's been giving me yeah, crap yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're friends. What are we supposed to do? <laughs> Yeah, that is true. You're right. You're right. Um, Wait, was this was this like a is this podcast a Matt's right and don't debate? <laughs> what I'll, I'll say the same thing that I used to say to uh, to David host co-host host co-host. <laughs> Remember your place. <laughs> Get fired, please. Like behind me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. The next matchup: the four and five Patriots versus the two and seven Texans. Um, I I get to start with this one. Um, uh, interestingly enough, the Patriots beating the Ravens. You know that was a big win for them to kind of try and stay in the playoff hunt as well. Because if if the Patriots don't make the playoffs, I think this would be the first time in like twelve years that they haven't made it or something like that. Um. But I think it's been longer than that. Longer than that. Oh gosh. Um I'll the Texans are just so bad. I guess I'm gonna go with the Patriots on this one. Um only just because it's the Texans. The Patriots don't give me very much uh confidence, but I'm only doing it because the Texans are so bad. My question is what version of Cam Newton are we gonna get this week? Yeah. Are we going to get superstar Superman Cam Newton? Or are we going to get, like, should have never been drafted Cam Newton? <laughs> like, it's it's difficult, man. Because uh, the Patriots do not inspire confidence. Other than one fact, they are getting Stephon Gilmore back for this game. So he'll be back. He's, he's hyped up the defense, you know. That, that's his defense. He's proven that. So, yeah, I, I have to go with the Patriots as well. I'm done picking the Texans. They've disappointed me all season. <laughs> no more kiss of death for the Texans. Um, so, uh, next matchup, the 6-3 and three Dolphins versus the 3-6 and six Broncos. I think we, we know where you're going with uh, this matchup. Yeah. I've never – I accidentally picked the Broncos because I didn't think about it. <laughs> And then I was like, oh, crap, I picked the Broncos. And oh, on. no, man, down. Couldn't catch it that time. Yeah. Gotta get your hearing aid, old man. <laughs> Put your hearing aid back in. Yep. Um, hey, you know, that, you know that's why you don't have phone sex, right? Because you'll get hearing aids. That's <laughs> such a dad joke. <laughs> so it's a funny joke, though. <laughs> hey, you got to learn. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Dolphin. <laughs> Um, yeah, going with uh, the Dolphins as well. 
they, they're on a roll. They're on a hot streak. Uh, I think they're going to make the playoffs. So rolling with them. Scintillating matchup of the 0-9 Jets versus the 2-7 Chargers. So, uh... You pick first. What's up? You pick oh, first. I wonder who I'm going to go with. Uh, the Chargers. <laughs> can't, can't ever pick the Jets. Never, ever. So, I'm going to lock it in as the Chargers. Oh, wow. Okay. Gonna lock it in. A bum, two and seven bum, team bum. gets the lock. <laughs> I like it. All right. Throwing a two and seven team on the two and seven team locking it in. Gosh, I'm surprised by that. But hey, I mean it is the Jets, so um all right. This one should be actually a good matchup, if you ask me. Um seven and two Packers versus the six and three Colts. Um, you get to start off with this one. Yeah, this is going to be a tough game. It's going to be a tough fought game. Like you said, the Colts have top two defense in the league. Um, but I still don't think they have the ability to stop Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones. Not necessarily on Rodgers. They're going to get to Aaron Rodgers. They're going to sack him a couple times just because he likes to extend plays. But Devontae Adams and Jones have both been on an absolute – Tear this year, so I, I'm going with the Packers. Awesome! All right, I like it. Um, I'm gonna go with the Packers as well. Um, I mean, both of these teams were in my top five, so it's kind of hard to pick, you know, who I would go with. Um, but I had the Packers ranked higher, so by that, that means I should pick the Packers. <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, all right, the next matchup is the two and seven Cowboys versus the four and five Vikings. Oh, scintillating again. <laughs> um, Vikings have been looking a lot better lately. I, I do have to give them that. Um, especially with Delvin Cook. Um, he kind of got shut down this past week, but um, once he gets going, he's gone, and the Cowboys defense is very very doo-doo so i mean i gotta go with the vikings and have delvin cook is gonna have a, a day he's gonna be cooking up a storm <laughs> i'm going with the vikings as well like can't even like no <laughs> i thought maybe you throw them as your lock uh, instead of the chargers nope why would you? Why would you not walk against the Jets? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is true. That is true. Um, all right, and then the Sunday night football game is the eight and one Chiefs versus the six and three Raiders. Um, a, another great matchup, um, especially since the the one loss that the Chiefs have is from the Raiders, and so they kind of had that notch on them. Um, Andy Reid doesn't really go to the mic very often to talk bad about other teams, but he actually did comment about the Raiders being in their their bus after the game, driving around the stadium and uh, doing a victory lap. And he was kind of upset by that. And I think Andy Reid's going to use that as fuel to fire up the Chiefs, you know. Um, but I'll let you, I'll let you pick. I think you go first for this one. So, 
Yeah, I go first. So he did come out and say that, like he was frustrated about the the doing the lap and everything. And then Travis Kelsey came out, made some comments about it. But then Derek Carr, Max Crosby, Jonathan Abram all came out and they're like, we honest to God had no idea until it was happening. We weren't part of this. We didn't know what it was. So it, it just happened. It's not something that we planned. You know, if we upset you, we're sorry. Let's play the damn game. Um, I, the Raiders, they came out firing, and they, they're on a three-game win streak right now. You know, they, they beat the Browns. They beat the Chargers. And they stomped the Broncos into the ground. <laughs> like, that wasn't even a question. The defense has finally stepped up and showed the potential that they actually have for the players that they have. And they, I mean, they had five turnovers against the Broncos. Like they, I mean, they shut down Drew Locke 100%. It was amazing to watch. That being said, Drew Locke is no Pat Mahomes. <laughs> the Broncos are no Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are going to come in pissed off, but overconfident, and that's going to cause the Raiders to fight hard. I think this is going to be probably one of the best games of the entire week. It's going to be one of the closest games of the entire week, and I think a field goal is going to honestly decide it, but I I think the Raiders are going to take it. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. So you're looking to have the uh, Chiefs get a – uh, a second loss by the same team. Um, uh, like I said, it'll be their only two losses. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. I'm gonna go against you on this one only because what I said at the beginning about trying to whether the whether the Raiders meant to do it or not, it still is motivating the Chiefs, and that's what the Chiefs need is motivation. Like you said, they can't come in too overconfident. So I think they're going to come in. Yeah, they're going to be upset that they had lost to the Raiders last time, but I think it's going to be good motivation for them to be able to get a W, and they need it because they got to stay in the hunt for the number one seed in the AFC with the Steelers. So and the Steelers are looking like they're still not going to lose. So uh, a must win for the Chiefs if they want to keep up with having a bye um, in, the, in the first matchup. So, um Alrighty, so the Monday night game is the uh, – and that's the Sunday night. Sorry, I didn't even mention. That's the Sunday night game is the Chiefs and Raiders. So, I mean, that's a primetime game. Um, but the Monday night game, another primetime game, uh, it's going to be the 6-3 and three Rams versus the 7-3 and three Bucks. Um, uh, I get to start with this one first. Um, this is the truest test for the Rams, I feel like, um, out of all the teams that they've played. Yes, the Seahawks was a test, but I think this is the biggest test out of all of them. Tom Brady's always kind of had the Rams number. I mean, he beat them in the Super Bowl, you know, obviously. So more than once, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but uh, the Rams' defense is coming into their own – um, you know, uh, Darius Williams uh, was told – Jalen Ramsey said that you need to know Darius Williams' name. He needs to be more of a household name. Um, I think he has, like, five interceptions right now. 
and he was like an undrafted free agent that was signed by the Ravens, then cut by the Ravens, and then the Rams picked him up. Um, and he's kind of come out of nowhere. And, you know, if Jalen Ramsey is saying that you need to know who this guy is, then that's, that's, that's saying something. Um, and like you said, Jared Goff kind of trying to if, – if Jared Goff can stay upright, he's a decent enough quarterback to get it done. But if he has pressure or if he's getting sacked a lot, you know, a lot could happen and it could go sour. Uh, Whitworth is out. Their best offensive lineman is out for a good amount of time. Um, I can't, I can't go against my Rams because I mean they need, they need a win to stay in first place against the Seahawks. So if we can keep toe to toe with the Seahawks and then beat them again when we play them again, we we could end up winning the division. So um, I think this is a must win for the Rams. I feel like the defense will step up and show, hey, you know we mean business. So. <laughs> the ram head takes out the buccaneer um yeah brady has had the rams he's, he's had the rams number in the in the past and everything he does have a much better team now but there's been a few games where the bucks don't look like they're gelled well as a team like when they played the saints they looked like absolute trash yeah so what Buccaneers team are you going to be facing? That's the hard part. But that being said, I still think that the Rams are going to step up and take this game. I think they're going to be able to beat them. And like you said, it's a must win. It puts them in the in the front running for the division. It'll actually move them into first place in the division because they beat the Seahawks. Yeah. It'll put it'll bump the Seahawks down to number. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, here's here's hoping for that. Uh, if we were playing in L.A., I'd feel a little bit more confident about it because we haven't lost in L.A. yet. Um, but uh, I feel like there's been a lot more road games for the Rams this year. I feel like the Rams have been on the road a lot. And, and we traveled a lot, too, a lot of East Coast games, you know. So I know they said a couple of the segments at the – you know, when they do the pregames, they talked about how often the Rams have, like, flown back and forth. So it's, you know, I think that plays a big factor as well when it comes to, you know, having to travel and, and play in different time zones. So, Yeah, I feel that pain. The Raiders had a home game in London and a home game in the city last year. <laughs> like, cool. Yeah, cool, cool. Um Alrighty, so the last thing that we need to do then that will be coming up will, of course, be Thanksgiving. So, uh, you know, we hope everyone has a, a great Thanksgiving and, uh, and uh, a, a safe one, especially with all the, the rules that have been coming down with uh, COVID and everything like that. We just want everyone to stay safe and stay at home and enjoy the football games. Um, we're going to go ahead and uh, pick the games for that. Uh, so the early game is the two and seven Texans versus the four and five Lions. Um, I picked the Rams first on this last pick, so you get to pick first this time. Um, 
think this is a game where the Texans actually they pick it up. Um, Lions are it, it's a trap game for the Lions. Like they're they're kind of coming into their own, but I still don't think they're a team that's a playoff caliber team. Neither one of these teams really is. Um, but I think the Texans actually step up, and I think they're going to take this game. Oh wow! All right. Um... Yeah, the Lions are not notorious for winning on Thanksgiving. <laughs> they play every year, but it seems like most of the time they're they're losing. Um, but I think that they will break that that tradition and that curse, and I'm going to go with the Lions on this one. I'm going to go against you and uh, try to build up an even bigger lead against you. <laughs> Just like little two little toys, like, eh, eh. <laughs> um, <laughs> For those listening, I have tags with the uh, logos for every team. <laughs> so he was taking the the Texans' uh, horns and driving them into the lion's body, like ah, ah. Um. All right. So the the um the four thirty game is the two and seven Washington football team versus the two and seven Cowboys. Uh, scintillating matchup to say in the least but it is a thanksgiving day tradition game they always play each other um you know man um i know the cowboys have always kind of had the washington football team's number um i'll I'll go with the washington football team why not you know um (laughs) alex smith is you know pretty pretty decent like you said they got mclaren so uh, I know the Cowboys have a lot of weapons on offense, but I just don't think they can put it together very well. <laughs> yeah, and you said you'd never pick the Cowboys again. So <laughs> true, no faith. In I'm gonna be dumb. I'm gonna be dumb, and I'm gonna regret this. I think, <laughs> but dun 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 dun. Just kidding. Oh. <laughs> I thought you. I Just thought you'd kidding. go with the Cowboys, try to make your comeback, you know, try to catch up to me. No, I think I've got enough picks against you. I think this is one that I would lose. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going with Washington on that on that day. So Fair enough. Fair enough. I like it. All right. Well, the uh, the, the Thursday night game, the 820 game, uh, is the 6-3 and three Ravens versus the 9-0 and o Steelers. Um, my pick. Yeah, yeah, your pick. Yeah. Last last time the Steelers beat the Ravens, but barely. Yeah. It was it was a close game. I think this time the Ravens finally get the one win over the Steelers and this, and they end the Steelers streak at ten straight wins. Nice. Um, yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I was going to pick the same thing. I think the Ravens are finally going to get it done against them. And, uh, like, like we said, the Ravens need, you know, that type of win to be able to try to not only continue making the playoffs, but kind of to fend off, uh, the Browns, which is kind of funny to think that the, you know, a team has to be wary of the Browns. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I think that's a must win for them. And so I think the, they'll, they'll be able to get it done. The Steelers kind of think are going to feel a little bit more laxed about things. Having a 10 and 0 record, they're going to kind of be like, well, you know, it doesn't matter if we lose one or not. Teams aren't really aren't worried about going undefeated anymore. I don't, I don't think it's really as big of a deal for teams. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, it was cool to watch when the Patriots did it. It was pretty cool to watch. And then they lost to the Giants in the Super Bowl. That was amazing. <laughs> and then it made it even better when they lost in the Super Bowl. <laughs> yep. Alrighty, awesome. Well, those are our NFL picks of the week. Um, as we, you know, get done with everything, uh, you know, the the same old, same old that you like to remind people. We'll throw that out there before we get to what I say about everything else. Earl Thomas, still unsigned. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you know, I, I love joking about it, man, but it it's starting to get to me. Like, why isn't he signed? Like, why has nobody picked this dude up? He's he's amazing. He is probably one of the best free safeties to ever play the game. He's up there with, like, Steve Atwater, Ed Reed, John Lynch. You know, he, he's up there with them. Why hasn't he been picked up? Like, the only, the only explanation is he truly is a locker room catcher, and he just don't want to deal with that drama. It, it could be, or he's just too greedy and he wants too much money. I mean, um, that kind of prevented Colin Kaepernick from coming back and signing with teams because he kept on wanting starter money. He wanted to be the starter, and he couldn't accept being a backup. So, you know, Earl Thomas could be asking for too much money as well. Could be, could be a thing. Um, True. But, all right, well, uh, as we want to remind you guys, uh, next uh, Friday we will have our uh, special guest on here, Paul uh, Scardino, uh, the uh, Guinness World Record holder for the biggest uh, Funko Pop collection. He's going to talk pops with us. He's going to uh, talk some sports with us. So we're excited to have him. We're going to have him at the beginning, so that way – um, you guys can be able to, to see that and enjoy that at the very beginning. If you're one of our listeners who struggles making it all the way through, you don't have to worry. You can listen to him at the beginning <laughs> before you fall asleep. But uh, um, we appreciate all you guys that are listening, that are watching on YouTube. Uh, we, of course, catch us out. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Sports Harder Podcast. Um Listen to us on uh, audio on uh, Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the major podcast places. Um, check us out on social media with our Facebook page, Sports Harder Podcast, um, Instagram, Sports underscore Harder underscore Podcast, Twitter at Sports Harder P, capital S, capital P. Um, you know, we, we love when you guys comment on Facebook and participate so we can give you guys shout outs and um, kind of discuss, you know, how you feel about uh, certain topics and certain things. Um, you know, we want to try to get you guys involved as much as possible. Uh, spread the word and tell family and friends about us. We, we, we need more listeners. We need more subscribers on YouTube. So um, any way that you can spread the word about us is always uh, appreciated. Um, uh, anything that you want to uh, add there before we wrap up nope just want to wish all of our listeners and everybody out there happy thanksgiving uh i know you already said it but you know enjoy time with family if you've got it and just be safe and enjoy your turkey day <laughs> yep definitely um thanksgiving is one of my favorite holidays so i'm i'm excited um some of my best memories is just eating food and watching football you know i can't get any better than that 
Um, and being with family, like, of course, you know, just having that camaraderie and having people around. So, um, uh, we appreciate everyone. Uh, we're grateful and, uh, we will catch you guys next Friday, black Friday for the, uh, our special guest that we'll have on. So, 